to the Mel K show. There's a lot of talk out there, lots of opinions, people speculating on all kinds of things, but there's one man who actually knows what really happened, what's going on and what the truth is. And he's with me today. Thank you for joining me, Cash Patel. Hey, thanks so much. Great to be with you. Great to be with you. What a crazy, crazy time to be alive. <laughs> you have been in this circus for now nine years of your life. You have been in the <laughs> center of what is going on. So I'm just going to start with the uh, recent um, uh articles that came out about a binder and all this stuff and like the Russia collusion and that they always knew it wasn't true. What is your take on what is being delivered now? Because you've been delivering this story for years. Well, look, anytime the truth gets exposed, it's a win, whether it's six years later and not like when you were reporting it, when it happened, um, you know, we're never here to do the self-congratulatory look, we did it right years ago tour. The questions I asked were pressing though, like, okay, I'm glad it's getting such exposure, but if we're going to take that time to highlight it again, let's make sure we do it correctly because now you've set up the opposition with an opportunity to say, oh, look, the whole thing was wrong because of X, Y, and Z was a mistake or they got some facts wrong. So I'm glad that it is now unequivocal that the Russiagate scam was nothing more than a total scam, but also... It was an illegal activity by the intelligence agency and law enforcement to illegally surveil President Trump and his candidates. Like we've been saying since Devin Nunes and I launched our investigation, like John Durham confirmed, and now in the latest reporting. So it's a good starting point for a lot of people who just ignored it because they said, oh, no, those are those are right wing conspiracy theories. That's there's no way that's true. Yeah, let's just say there's no way at all, because what now they're saying is that they were spying on uh, Trump and other people with this bump tactic, setting up uh, relationships that weren't even real. So then they could go back mm. and report that this person or that person was talking to this Russian agent or that Russian agent. And it was just all going on since 2015 is what they're putting out there, which, you know, obviously this was a long game. But the whole lie about that. Putin was even behind uh, Donald Trump is being exposed as a fraud as well in this whole thing. Everything that you said. So the entire Mueller investigation was based on something that they already knew was fraudulent. All of the spying was done before he was in office and after he was in office was based on all lies. And here we are standing here and these same people that were involved, Cash, that you and Devin had criminal referrals for some of them, not only mm -hmm. were never held accountable, but they're back in power right now, and they're behind the Get Trump campaigns at this point as well. No, you're absolutely right. Look, it's a revolving door with these, you know, government gangsters who are, look, I was at the National Security Division in DOJ when John Carlin and Mary McCord were in charge of the National Security Division and authorized the launching of Russiagate with Comey, with uh, the Obama-era uh, Clapper and Brennan and company, and with McCabe and Strzok and, the, you know, the crew of Russiagate Cretans. And now John Carlin is the number three official at the Department of Justice. And Mary McCord is now in her high-flying seat at the Georgetown Law Center, right. where she has publicly stated they are setting the ground game in case Donald Trump wins to file lawsuits. They are literally using private and public sectors to take out Donald Trump yet again before he even gets into office and saying if he does, 
we're gonna we're gonna go there and take him out. And do you know who just joined the Georgetown faculty of elitist? Mark Milley. So if you have any question about who's going over there and helping out the anti-Trump efforts, it's not an accident. They're flush with cash. Soros is paying them all. And they're going to come after Donald Trump. But here's the one thing that now the mainstream media and even the clown show that is Scarborough can never get away from. Donald Trump was illegally surveilled. Right. It was illegal for the intelligence community to authorize unlawful surveillance of his candidacy and his associates. It was illegal for the FBI to go to a FISA court and lie about the intelligence they collected which was bought and paid for by the Democratic Party and Hillary Clinton. And then it was illegal for them to surveil him four times over from the fisc because they lied to him. And you know who lied to him? Rod Rosenstein and um, James Comey and Andy McCabe and all these other cretins at DOJ and the FBI who are now back in power. Right. And I want to say what you're saying right now, I want the audience to understand. This is a direct quote from Mary McCord in MSNBC and NBCnews.com. She says, we're already starting to put together a team to think through the most damaging things, a type of things that Trump might do so that we're ready to bring lawsuits if we have to right away. Hang on. Hang on. The most damaging things Trump might do? Yeah. How about the most damaging thing you did to the Department of Justice and FBI in U.S. history? By allowing the weaponization of justice under your leadership to go after a presidential candidate that you politically hated. What is more damaging than that? And what is Trump going to do that's so damaging, by the way? Secure the border, take out Iran, save American hostages, kill terrorists, end the forever wars, safeguard our military, and make sure our economy. Like, what, what, what are you people afraid of? They're afraid of, here's the thing, and you know this. They're afraid of they will be ostracized from the government teat forever. And they will lose the swamp that they have they have drowned in for all these years, and they will no longer be glorified in the media. That's what they're afraid of. Yeah, and and we got to be very clear here too that um, they've created a entire like fourth branch of government that is the intel oh, yeah. agencies. This they took the it looks like it was under Obama and Holder, but they took the Patriot Act, which to me is unconstitutional and a terrible thing. But whatever <laughs> you want to think of that, then under Obama they created the. Um, DOJ National Security Division. And under that are all kinds of uh, layers of of surveillance and all kinds of stuff. And it appears that there's zero oversight. Nobody can do anything about this, about this conglomerate of intelligence agencies. Is that what's going on? Because this seems very unconstitutional. That wasn't what was supposed to be happening in our intelligence community. Well, what we're now learning again, because I guess we're, we're most of America is learning for the first time, is that the illegality extended far beyond what has been publicly consumed. And that's a good thing because now people are like, oh, wait, Hunter Biden, 51 Intel letter, the laptop, Joe Biden's classified documents case, Robert Hur, who was Rod Rosenstein's number two. No surprise that he exonerated President Biden after basically convicting him of being a criminal. You can't make this stuff up. I wonder if Mary McCord's going out there and attacking Robert Hur for violating the laws that the Department of Justice is supposed to be upholding and creating a new standard of exoneration that does not exist. Just like, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Weaselberg, uh, the Mueller guy. Weissman? Uh, Weissman. Weissman. Yeah. Uh, Weissman and Mueller created another standard to somehow show Donald Trump was guilty. Oh, he's guilty, but we couldn't prove it, but he's guilty anyway. I mean, this is what they come up with. I know. I mean, they own the DOJ and FBI. If they wanted to charge Donald Trump, And if anybody wanted to charge Donald Trump, especially in the Biden administration, they would have done it. 
But they yeah. don't, and they come up with bogus schemes. And you know, we're watching the Fonnie Willis thing implode while before our eyes. Oh my God, it's so ridiculous! It's so crazy. But speaking of Weissman, I, I would tell you that Mary McCord and Weissman do podcasts together, cheering on the <laughs> Trump persecution. Um, and you know, Weissman, of course, has a show right now on MSNBC doing play-by-play -play of the Trump persecutions. And I looked into this because I knew that he was the Mueller guy. The Mueller whole entire investigation should never have happened because they knew that what they were investigating was fake. On top of that, um, you know, if they do, they do not have any evidence that the Russia, Russians uh, hacked the DNC server, which was the predicate for all of it anyway. They have no evidence of that. They're still holding back on if Seth Rich is involved or not. I don't know why they're not releasing that stuff either, but that seems suspect. But then I'm looking up and I, I noticed that uh, two people that have been in the get Trump, uh, you know, they're obsessed with Trump, Norm Eisen and, and Weissman. They both put out a memo, uh, I, I noticed. Uh, on June 2nd, they put a memo out, the two of them together. Uh, remember, for anyone that doesn't remember, Eisen is the counsel that worked with Adam Schiff and Nadler uh, to, to for the phony Trump uh, Ukraine impeachment. So these are two guys that have been after Trump for now, you know, almost nine years. They write a memo outlining all the things that they can do to Trump with the documents case. It's, it's submitted to Lisa Monaco, I think, on the 2nd or 3rd of June. Uh, this is this puts in things novel legal theories like that a DOD contractor 739 charge about documents now now somehow applies to Donald Trump, regardless of Presidential uh, Records Act or anything else. So these two guys give this um, document that's online. It's a memo. It came through Brookings and Just Security, which is where Weissman and Brookings is where Eisen is right now. So public private partnership above the government goes through Monaco, goes to Jack Smith. If you read their document, it is exactly Jack Smith's indictment. So it appears that from above, they're writing out these cases because then, Chash, I went and looked. They've done memos for Fulton County, for New York, for the case in Florida, for the case in D.C., this same group of lawyers, including McCord and other ones. It's amazing. Look, Michael Isakoff, the guy at Yahoo News, appropriately titled, by the way, um, <clears throat> who wrote the September 23rd, 2016 Yahoo News piece that the FBI used to launch the FISA warrant against Donald Trump. Remember, this guy was leaked classified information to dirty up Page and Trump associates so that they could go after Trump associates. And he lied about Page's meeting in Russia with these fancy billionaires close to Putin. And now it was proven that that never happened. But then we found out that the FBI leaked that information to him. He printed the article. And then the FBI puts that article in the FISA to say, look, it's corroborated. We know what we're doing. This, this, this anonymously sourced article was, uh, is the truth. The reason I bring up Michael Isikoff is, do you know who <laughs> – you can't make this stuff up. Do you know who was given full access for the last two years to Fannie Willis's ongoing prosecution of Donald Trump? Him. Michael Isikoff. Right. Don't believe me? Fine. He just released a book a week ago on the entire prosecution down in Georgia. I mean, I used to be a national security prosecutor. I don't remember ever being told I could give the, the media a 365 play-by-play -play access to records and documents and witnesses and people prosecuting the case so that I could go out there and publicly convict Donald Trump while we convict him or try to in a court of law. These are the it's 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 to your thesis. It's the same people 100%. doing it over and over again because there's no accountability. And right now she's imploding on the witness stand. Literally, it's yeah. like it's it's literally like watching the Hindenburg.
I know, I know, but this is because they are in a panic, I believe, too, because part yeah. of this whole thing is cash. They spied and undermined and committed sedition and as far as I'm concerned, treason, but I'll give them the I'll give them the uh, courtesy that they are not giving Donald Trump to accept that they maybe are innocent until proven guilty. But the crimes that they committed against the duly elected sitting president for over three years, if not from before until this day, which is the truth, uh, are tantamount to, to criminal investigations and imprisonment for decades, if you really look at what happened here. So these guys got away with it. Most of them were involved in the Transition Integrity Project, which was the operation a year out before the 2020 election that coordinated everything that Molly Ball has the article with Eisen mm -hmm. bragging about. And so here we are again going into another, they put themselves back. A lot of them went above the government because what you're talking about, if you go on Brookings, and this is for the audience, or um, the new Just Security or Eisen's other crew or um, States United, and you put in Trump, they're covering these cases. They have memos and documents. I mean, it's as if these groups are running the cases. These are the Ivy League lawyers that have been in, you know, Brookings, there forever. Bro Brookings launched Russiagate. Fiona Hill worked at Brookings, and her and her number two was Igor Danchenkov. Like, you can't make this stuff up. Like, she was literally there, and she was the one that introduced Bruce Orr to half of the Russiagate sources. I mean, just what are you talking about? Right. And, and then Nelly Orr, too. Another and person got into away with it, Nelly Orr. Like, all these people are the worst of the worst. And here's the great thing. They're the fifth column in America right now. And I don't care mm -hmm. if you're on left or right, Republican and Democrat. I believe that all Americans hate bullies. And at this point, these people are such bullies and they're so they have no they you know, they even have a lawfare institute at Brookings. That's oh. all about destroying people, wearing them down, destroying them from the inside out. You and you and Nunes are lucky that they haven't because look at there's, there's thousands of people that were connected to Trump, even peripherally, that they've destroyed. And it's the same group of people and they must be stopped and held accountable. Or, you know, like they're saying, when Trump gets in again, they're they're putting all these things in place so he won't be able to do anything again. Well, they've come after Devin and I harder than anybody else. Death threats multiple times going after Devin's grandmother and family and showing up at our houses. And it's it's just disgusting behavior. The, the thing is, you know, we punch back hard with the truth. And, and that's the reality of it. And they talk about Fannie Willis is talking about, oh, my God, you know, I've had death threats. Oh, really? I bet you the FBI investigated those, but they didn't investigate any of mine. Oh, yeah. No, no. They were in on yours. Let's be honest yeah. here. Uh, the truth of that is that. Now, uh, there is a question coming out that you can probably answer. A lot of people are worried about um, that there were a lot of snakes around Trump. You and I have talked about Pompeo and other people. Uh, they're saying Gina Haspel held back this mystery binder. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. I yeah. haven't been able to say this since the, the latest you know, Russiagate regurgitation has come out. So Gina Haspel might be the worst government gangster. Gina Haspel was CIA station chief in London in 2016. That means she was the head directorate of national intelligence rep, the number one intel position in the United Kingdom for America. And the law requires, the US law requires, that if there's going to be an offensive operation on foreign soil for intel purposes or law enforcement, the DNI rep must authorize it. Gina Haspel authorized the launch of the very thing we're talking about into Trump campaign officials on British soil in 2016. She would later go on to become the deputy director of the CIA and the director of the CIA. And she would then thereafter go and become the national security advisor at Chris Ray's old law firm. 
where she's getting paid seven figures today. No one has brought Gina Haspel in for actual testimony of substance or gotten the memorandums as to which justify the unlawful intel operation that Brennan and Clapper organized and had her authorized. She might be the most corrupt Russiagate official because it starts with her in London. Yeah. And I had on George Papadopoulos and we were talking about this. There was some event actually, uh, I think it was uh, Madeleine Albright was advising Hillary Clinton's campaign. She was over there. There was that Dear Love guy, uh, Halper, oh, all these people so at one event. And from that point on, it was like they were creating this whole thing. And Gina Haspel was in charge in of the CIA in in you know, the UK at the time, obviously the five eyes nations all work together. And um, the one thing though, that that's bothering people is the, the selection of Bill Barr uh, is something that a lot of people now look at and wonder, yeah. you know, was that some kind of thing to trip up Trump? Cause Trump would say, I'm, uh, he's actually trying to do the right thing and say, I'm independent. I was told to pick this guy. I don't know him. And which is all obviously true. But now it looks like looking back, the Bill Barr, not just with the everything else, but with the Durham investigation, kind of was doing cover for the intel community rather than finding the truth. It's unclear, but it seems like he would have known a lot more that was going on that was illegal and wasn't really doing anything about it. Look, Bill Barr's an institutionalist, just like Gina Haspel, just like Rod Rosenstein, just like Chris Ray, just like Comey and McCabe. They care more about the institution and they care more about being in the headlines and utilizing their hatred for Donald Trump to execute the glorification of their egos. Bill Barr, look, you can't blame Trump. He had so much incoming from so many people saying, oh, this guy's great. That guy's great. This guy's the best, blah, 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 blah. You know, he's got to choose an entire government. I think lessons learned, you know, move on. I know. But with Bill Barr, this guy actually had me sit down with John Durham for two days in a skiff at DOJ when Don John Durham was finally appointed. And I thought, oh, we might be getting somewhere because he asked the Russiagate guy to go in there and, and lay out the case. But we would learn that Bill Barr was the one that throttled John Durham and wouldn't let him bring the necessary prosecutions. You know, people want to hate on John Durham, but you always have a boss to answer to when you're not the attorney general. And I think John Durham did as good of a job as he could. And no one was more disappointed personally in that it. outcome than me. Yep. But you can't knock so many of the foot soldiers so much. And Bill Barr is a, you know, an institutionalist, Fed sock, Pat Cipollone put forward Bill Barr clown. And he hurt the Trump administration and the American justice system right. more than anybody else. And right now he's out there talking about how he safeguarded justice. You had the ability, you. The attorney general had the ability to expose all of this Russiagate information to put forward through John Durham's prosecution, all of this information that was actually declassified and has now been suppressed from the American public. And you permitted the rigging of elections because you as attorney general said, no, we're not going to do that because it's it's beneath the Department of Justice. Right. And we shouldn't do it during a presidential election cycle. That's hot garbage from the world's largest government gangster to ever occupy the Department of Justice, save maybe Rod Rosenstein. Yeah. And the crazy part about that, which most people don't know, is that he barred Durham from looking at any of the work product evidence or non-evidence or anything that was going on with the Mueller investigation. So if you weren't connecting the people in the Mueller investigation with what was going on with the Russiagate thing, you're missing a huge mm -hmm. chunk anyway. So he siloed Durham to not be able to see evidence that it appears Bill Barr didn't want to come into court or didn't want to come into play because I don't see how you could allow that not to be a crossover uh, investigation. Why did Bill Barr and uh, and John Durham go to Italy? Do you know? I wish I knew the answer to that. I mean, that's something that's something know. out there that you're like, wait, what? What was that? I don't even know. Yeah. I'm looking it up I and mean, I forgot about that. Now, um, one uh, going forward from there now. 
Obama and and Eric Holder uh, back there, they created something called the uh, Department of Justice National Security Division. And I've been looking at that a lot. And there's a bunch of different um, layers under that, a lot of surveillance, a lot of different things over there that seem to, to work there. Yeah. So that seems to be kind of a, they don't that's like its own group. Like it appears that that's is that functioning. Who runs that? Who Who's the oversight of that? So the National Security Division effectively started in a different version after 9-11. They wanted terrorism cases to be centralized, which in theory makes a lot of sense. Right. You want to go after terrorists. Um, and then it would later evolve into a full on, you know, like the Department of Justice has these divisions, criminal division, civil division, national security division. And a presidentially appointed Senate confirmed individual is the head of the National Security Division. Okay. That's what John Carlin used to be when Russiagate was launched. Okay. Mary McCord was his number two. Mary McCord would later go on to be the head of the National Security Division. So the purpose of it is to authorize the prosecution of national security cases, terrorism, espionage, classified docs, what have you, right? And to go out there and help prosecutors throughout the country prosecute those cases because right. it is a specialized practice. It's not like, hey, there's a bank robber, go put them away. That right. doesn't, not how it works. And so it, NSD became very powerful. They're also the ones that did supposedly the Hillary Clinton case. Not supposedly. They are the ones that did the Hillary Clinton documents case, but they're also the ones that gave her the get out of jail free card, courtesy of Comey. And so this place has been institutionalized more than maybe any other division in the Department of Justice for political purposes. Right. They've exonerated Hillary. They've exonerated Joe Biden. They have, since 2015, been going after Donald Trump. And they finally got their horse in Jack Smith to come out with a bogus set of charges, which also look like they're imploding and likely and lawfully so because Donald Trump committed no crimes. Right. And so that's one of the places that needs a complete reorg. I mean, it's another conversation. But. Yeah, because a lot of the January 6th cases, it looks like, come through that that division, too. And I was trying to figure yeah. out who runs that. I mean, I, I see who runs it. I was just wondering if there was any oversight. And it appears that there's not. And we have a government that's supposed to have checks and balances across the board. And, and it's appearing that they they kind of has skipped over that. And, it, and listen, after 9-11, everyone just wanted things to be right. We knew that uh, yeah. they said that all these divisions weren't interacting. They, they set up a whole new thing. But it appears that, like you said... There is a group of people, especially when Obama and all them came in, that they decided to turn a lot of these things on to be against political uh, dissent or anyone that's skeptical of their narrative or whatever. So what we have now is, I'm sure you saw, J.D. Vance was out there. He found that uh, clause in the Ukraine money uh, scam that uh, was about kind of a time bomb, as he said, that if Trump gets back in, that they could relaunch the same impeachment that um, yeah. Eisen came up with the, the uh, novel theory of uh, having to do with budget, uh, that they launched the uh, first fake Ukraine impeachment. If Trump came in and wanted to end the war, that they could essentially say that he was committing the same crime as the last impeachment. So this is happening across the board. A lot of people don't know Cass Sonstein is is mm -hmm. behind the scenes. You know, that's their guru, their legal Harvard law guru above all these guys. He's writing the laws at the border. So he's working right now for uh, what well, was working for Mayorkas. These guys are putting in things that they what they're saying, even in their own words, that they think cannot be undone. So that if Trump comes in, so they're doing this. I saw they're doing something with NATO too. So that when Trump comes in, he's kneecapped again. We can't let this happen. So are you yeah. guys already looking at what they're doing to counter it? Because we we got to go on the offensive. This can't be allowed. You know, people don't yeah, want Trump right to come now, back and do nothing. They want him to come back and clean it up. And look, right now, our weapon to counter that 
is the House Republican majority in, in you know, the U.S. Congress. As long as they keep shutting down these bills and yeah. they don't become law, we'll be we'll be on better footing, hopefully, when President Trump comes back. And right now, the House Republican majority is doing some great stuff. And they're, you know, honestly, they're failing in other places. You know, we'll see what happens when it comes to the CR on March 5th or 9th, whenever that is. You know, we 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 believe that we have effectively killed this Senate bill that you yeah. just talked about, about the uh, Ukraine, Israel and, and the whole Island. impeachment. Yeah. I think that's I think that's essentially done. And we need more. We need more people to stand up. Because they're going to come up with another version and another version. So let's see what the next fight is with the CR. 702 has been the the reform of 702, which Devin and I led. I know. Has again been sidelined. So they're going to continue to use the illegalities of Chris Ray's FBI when he unlawfully surveilled through 702 methods Americans 274,000 times. Not making that up. That's a Fisk ruling. Yep. And Chris Ray came back and said, oh, I fixed everything. Nothing to see here. Right. Then he went on to say... <coughs> Then he actually went on to say, if all of the measures he implemented had been in place back during Russiagate, it would never have happened. I mean, this is the guy running the FBI. There is no bigger institutionalist, and he's not a stupid person. No. Um, but he is saving his face and that of the FBI's over serving the American people. And Congress needs to call more of these people in to testify before them immediately. Like Fannie Willis and Wade, whatever that guy's name is, need to go before because yeah. it's now been proven federal funds were used to prosecute the state case against Donald Trump in Georgia. There's your hook. They should be in D.C. tomorrow yeah, testifying. It's, yeah, it's also been proven that they were <laughs> visited the White House Council three times. Mary McCord right. also uh, talked to them about their case and has been all around. So every single one of these, they they wrote, if you look on Brookings, they wrote a whole uh, memo similar to this about the Trump organization. I mean, this is not, mm -hmm. this is a whole of of this cabal i mean they've been doing this since before crossfire hurricane to this day the same people and again where where do we go from here because the truth is uh, uh until somebody a new administration comes in is there are there ags can anyone hold these people accountable i mean the other side plays lawfare like it's a game. Yeah. Our side doesn't do anything, it seems, at all when it comes to that. You guys put in all those criminal referrals. Can they still be activated? Where, like, what is what happens? These people, what they've done to our country. And again, Cash, I just want to say to the audience, this isn't about Donald Trump. They honestly yeah. believe that 80 million people, because a lot of these same people, Cash, are involved in all of the get out the vote things, the voter protection yeah. project. This, mm -hmm. They don't believe that the American people deserve a say or a vote at all, as far as I'm concerned. It's not about marginalized voters. It's about no voting. So we have to really look that they're involved in both of these things in 2020, obviously, again. So where are we now? Look, we have the biggest microphone at our disposal, and we're not using it effectively, in my opinion. We have the majority in the House of Representatives. Why, after the decision to exonerate Joe Biden when he was guilty of multiple felonies, did they, Congress, not subpoena Robert Hur and Merrick Garland to testify publicly the next day? This is the best way to put out information. We, you, you know, I wish we had a million more shows like yours, but we just don't. And that's the reality. So how do you get the message out fast and hard? Right. Because we only got eight, nine months left, right? Yeah. Well, when you sit in the well of Congress and you televise that thing internationally, people pay attention. Same with Fonnie Willis. Same. I'm all for the impeachment of Mayorkas, but put that guy in the hot seat. And right. what about Christopher Ray? And ask him, did you agree with this decision to exonerate Joe Biden? Because apparently the FBI director has a say in it, according to James Comey. Are we following one set of law or we just keep on creating two, three, four, five different degrees of justice? I mean, these people need to be in the hot seats. And if yeah. Mary McCord and company, as you pointed out, are helping these people and talking to Fannie Wells, put her in there. 
Yeah. And get her to answer for her uh, complicity in the Russiagate hoax. What is she? I, I actually, you know, we we interviewed her during Russiagate, but she did such a deflection job that she owes answers to the American public. Everybody, Brookings, put them all in front of Congress for public hearings. Yeah. That's what we need. Well, what's scary about Mary McCord is it appears that her husband is the counsel to uh, Chief Justice John Roberts. I mean, just the incestuous, incestuous nature of whatever is going on in this fifth column in D.C. is such a mm. da- it's so bad for the country. We don't like bullies in America. We don't like, uh, you know, these small group cabals telling us what to do. I mean, and they are it literally is a very small group of people against 350 million people. And they have us all divided against each other, I feel like. So we don't see them. And that's really where we are now. And I I think going forward, Cash, and I said this to, uh, online to Rick Rennell too, you guys got to go on the offense with the truth because nothing's going to, nothing mm-hmm. is stronger than the truth. And we have to have no, more right. people out there just totally. in their faces because they, they are so good at the lie, you know? And just look, just look at what, what, what uh, Mr. Roman has done down in Georgia and bravo to, to him for yeah. having the gall to put out the truth. Look at the impact that has had on educating the American public yes. about the criminality and corruption that is in the state level prosecution. So we we can extrapolate that to the feds. We've done that. We've got recent reporting to renew the Russiagate story, which is good. Yes. And we need Congress to act. I will. I still like all those guys in Congress, well, most of them, those guys in Congress. And I know they can do the work and want to. I just, I keep questioning why they just don't take the simple lanes, lines of effort to go out there and put the information, the truth out for the American public. One 30 minute hearing can get you a mountain of information that we couldn't get with a thousand hours on media. Yeah, well, I think the reason is what you wrote a book about, government gangsters. These people are functioning like a mafia. I believe that yeah. the, a lot of them are very, very dangerous. And and they're, yeah. like, they're also, look, you and I talked about it on the phone last week. They're also worried about themselves. There is another yeah. side to this, that if you're back in there and some of these other people, maybe Whitaker or some of these guys that'll have the guts to take it, to, you know, to take this to the mat, these guys are in big, big trouble. They committed crimes that have not been committed in this country, or at least it's so blatantly in hundreds of years. I mean, this is this is the biggest case ever, the Crossfire Hurricane Mueller case and that first three years of Trump being spied on. No, you're look, that's just a piece of it, right? Yeah. I mean, look at what Donald Trump's week looks like, right? The Fannie Willis hearing today, the New York judge hijacking justice and demanding Donald Trump sit for a six-week criminal trial after Super Tuesday. You know, who knows what's going on with the Supreme Court and presidential privilege and immunity and the Miami case and the Jack Smith case in Washington, D.C. with Judge Chutkin, who's a basically a jackal of justice. I mean, all of this is coming at him at one time, and I don't know how he continues to have the energy and drive. I don't so either. What I God tell people is if he does and he will continue, yeah. then we must. Then we have to figure out we have to figure it out. And I think we're doing it. I think we're putting up finally these victories that are gonna start to collide into each other in a good way. And we just have to keep smashing forward. That's it. I mean it's look, it's not fun, <laughs> uh, but we're gonna get punched in the face again and again and again. But we're gonna win. Yeah, I agree. I agree. This is part of the part of what they're doing. They're trying to wear us down. So we give up. So we just say, fine, you know, forget Trump, forget this. Just do what you want to do with our country. And we're not going to do that. And you're not going to do that. And I'll tell you what, you and Devin Nunes have been in this law. I call when I called you last week, I said, how do you live, live with this knowledge? Uh, But listen, everyone's got to get the knowledge because listen, this is not about left or right Republican, Democrat. Frankly, it's not about Donald Trump. It's about America and what we stand for. And they are making a mockery of justice here and to have justice. We need accountability, truth, and transparency. And Cash Patel has been fighting for that and will continue to for many, many years to come. 
Thank you so much, sir. I know you're very busy and uh, I so much appreciate everything you do. Uh, let, let's tell everyone also uh, got where they can get government gangsters, where you do name names. A lot of people say, why do these people never name names? Well, Cash Patel names names. So very important to get his book if you haven't already. Uh, go ahead, tell them where to go. Yeah, you can go to governmentgangsters.com. I'm sending out personalized and signed copies or wherever books are sold, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, what have you. And yes, there's a glossary in the back, I think of 65 names right. of government gangsters in alphabetical order yes. and the receipts and all the stuff we've been talking about. Thanks, Mel. Your show is the best. I wish we had a thousand Thank more you, warriors sir. like you, but as long as we have your show, we'll we'll be able to come out victorious. Thank you, my friend. Ha have a book club. Get the book everywhere. Government <laughs> gangsters. Go get it right now. Thank you so much, Cash. I'll see you soon. Thanks, Thanks Mel. Hey, Mel Kay here. Beverly Hills Precious Metals is my preferred choice for gold and silver. Head on over to the Mel Kay Show Partners page and click on the tab for Beverly Hills Precious Metals. Silver and gold are God's money. They're a great way to fight against inflation and keep your hard-earned savings safe. With the national debt out of control, runaway government spending and printing, inflation continues to soar. Beverly Hills Precious Metals can help you shield your wealth from volatility in the markets. Protect yourself today. Go to the MelKShow.com partners page. Click on Beverly Hills Precious Metals. Fill out the form and let's get started. Protect yourself, protect your family, and protect your future. Oh, I hope you're enjoying the show. I was just talking on my new Patriot mobile service. I have to tell you, I'm so excited. They are incredible. They are America first. They, they align with my values. And you know what? It's unlimited minutes, unlimited text, Wi-Fi calling, unlimited data, high speed, everything that you could use, just like everyone else. We have our time, we have our vote, and we have our money. And the great thing about Patriot Mobile is your service will be exactly the same. Difference with Patriot Mobile is they are an America first company. And what they do is they reinvest their money into causes that matter to me and matter to you and matter to this nation. At Patriot Mobile, those causes are the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, the Constitution, and our children's future. So please go to themelkshow.com. Patriot Mobile is a partner of ours. Please use the code MELK. What I can tell you too is that they are supporting me and they are supporting creators because they believe in the First Amendment. They believe that censorship is wrong and they are gonna put their money where their mouth is. Do what you can for the creators out there that are doing what I'm doing. Please go to Patriot Mobile, MELK Show. All I can say is thank you so much, guys. Supporting my partners supports me, and Patriot Mobile is absolutely awesome. I checked them out. We're switching to Patriot Mobile, and we hope you do too. Thank you so much.